Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and it's a perfect day for banana beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we are the Drunk Guys, and today we are reading Perfect Day for Banana Fish by J.D. Salinger. It's starting with this beer called Some People Are Immune to Good Banana Stout by Evil Twin Brewing. It is a 10.7% alcohol imperial stout with banana and maple syrup added. What's Bananas Foster? Is that what this is? I don't know if I've ever actually had Bananas Foster. It sounds like an old-timey gangster. It's definitely it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's brown sugar. Bananas and brown sugar. Uh, okay. uh, you haven't heard Caramelized. the rest of Bananas Foster, man. I'm <laughs> 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 um, bananas, I tell you. <laughs> I definitely taste bananas. Yeah. I don't really get the maple syrup. Do you get that? No. But it tastes like I'm drinking a liquid banana for like a, a burnt one. It's interesting. I don't know if I could drink a lot of this. Yeah, it's kind of a overwhelming, actually. It's, I mean, it's good, but it's this is, a, this is banana drink, which is not a drink that normally you would want. It's very banana-y. I definitely agree with that. And smoky or burnt, toasty, I guess you could say. Yeah, but no maple syrup. Yeah, maple syrup just never really comes through, I guess, huh? Or if it does, it's like too much. And you get the smoky flavor. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'd go out of my way to get it again, honestly, but I dig it. Yeah. Um, I'm a better person for having had it. Made in uh, uh, South Carolina is where it was produced, but Evil Twin is like that one dude. So. Oh, yeah. All right. So we're reading A Perfect Day for Banana Fish by J.D. Salinger, one of the uh, one of his short stories. That's pretty famous. I mean, he wrote a lot of short stories, actually. This is one of the more famous numbers, and it introduces the Glass family, which are in a lot of his other short stories. Which I'll be perfectly honest with you, I have never read any other ones, so I don't know I what do that's about. I do not intend to read any more of them. No. Right. So uh, at the beginning, there's just this young woman. The and first half of the story is fucking useless. It's just that phone call, right? Yeah. Just the girl yeah. trying to get on the phone, waiting to get the, for the phone line to be free so that she can call her mom. The mom says something like, and they're both, has he been weird? They're both awfully awful people, like just boring, vapid, worthless people. And the mom is like, if he's done anything to you, and he's like, it's fine, mom. He drove under 55 the whole way. You know, when it was oh, yeah. really, he it was never really went above 40 or something. Yeah, something like that. He was like, really pretty boring, but it just, you, I think you're just supposed to get like, oh, this guy's a little odd. He's a zany. Yeah. A little zany. Well, in 19, was it like 1950, this story came out, or 49 or something like that? It's, yeah. it's old as shit. They, they, you just couldn't say anything about mental health. Yeah, when I when I like thing. looked up this thing afterwards, it was like this is clearly about PTSD. But back before that was a thing, they called it like shell shocked or battle fatigue. Battle fatigue. Yeah, shell shock was World War One, right? And World War Two is battle fatigue. George Carlin has a great bit about how every war they made it the name longer, number of syllables. Yeah, the number of syllables until you get post traumatic stress disorder. Yep, and then it switches to it switches to the the guy's perspective. He's out. So anyway, they're down in Florida. They drove all the way down to Florida at some to resort thing. It's like they're just on the beach. I got there the night before, and he's like, it switches to his perspective. They're on the beach, and then a little girl comes up and talks to him. He's like, nice. Actually, I really thought this was going to go there. Yeah, I really did think that's where it was going. It didn't. So he's talking to this little chick. And she says a bunch of dumb shit because she's a kid, and he's yeah. like even weirder than her. But isn't he like wearing his like bathrobe? Yeah, he on the won't beach? take his bathrobe off, which is odd. He's gotta be very sweaty. It, it, maybe he was a very young Hugh Hefner. <laughs> he only wore bathrobes <laughs> everywhere. I haven't really gotten up to the smoking jacket yet. I'm just doing bathrobes. He could just be very pale. 
you know, <laughs> when pe- people go to the beach in Florida, you know, you got to be careful. They hadn't invented sunblock yet, probably. Oh, no, back then they, they were still greasing themselves up with, like, oils to make the sun bake you faster. Turn yourself That's like a thing. Turn yeah. yourself into uh-huh. a fucking microwave. That's why old people still call it suntan lotion. Like, it's the opposite of that. Yeah. It is 100% not that. Because it was suntan oil. You just, yeah. you just greased yourself up like you were it's doing Greco-Roman wrestling. <laughs> Do you know what canola oil is made out of? Rapeseed. Yeah. Rapeseed. And then Canada was like, whoa, we're much, we have a reputation as nice people. Let's just, uh, how's, how's Canada oil? Canola. How's that sound? Is that what it comes from? Yeah. I had no idea what the, how the fuck they got that. Yeah. It's, it's a Canadian thing. Because rapeseed didn't sound so great. Yeah, rape oil doesn't, doesn't really, not something you want to so, buy. So, I mean, this story is pretty stupid and not much happens. Anyway, this little girl's talking to him, and they're like, okay, let's go in the ocean. So they do, and she says, and they talk something about fish, and he makes up this whole story about banana fish. And there's one in my pants, which is really where I thought it was going to go. I but thought it was going there, too. I was like, oh, God, what are we reading? <laughs> oh, no. It was like, you have to go into the cave and see him. They live in there, and they eat all the bananas. Yeah, that's it, what he says. So yeah. they eat all the bananas. I saw a banana fish eat eighty bananas one time. Like, that's a big fucking fish. <laughs> <laughs> Why were all the bananas underwater? First of all, yeah. And the kid's like, "Okay, what next?" And he's like, "That's it. That's my story. That's all I got for you, kid. Go away." I'm shell shocked. I'm, I'm having hallucinations of watching Corporal Jenkins get his head blown off. <laughs> uh, and then he, they go back to the shore, and then he goes back. To his yeah, there we go. He goes back to his uh, hotel hotel room. room, and I think he has a beer, right? He's yeah, a beer? yeah, definitely has a beer. That's definitely what this is. Beer there. And what beer? What does, does he do he... after he has the beer? Well, what's yeah? What does he do after the beer? <laughs> he sits down on the bed next to his wife while and she's asleep. I mean, she wasn't playing with his banana fish. No, she wasn't. That'd be a no brainer. And then he blew his load. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, he just sits down on the bed. Takes out his gun and shoots himself. Through the brain. Through the brain, yeah. And end of story, like period. That's it. Cool. And so. so for that occasion, oh, we have this beer. It is called No Brainer. <laughs> it was really a no brainer choice. It was no brainer. Perfect choice. By Victory, and it is a six percent alcohol IPA. That is a good one. You might you you definitely won today. You might have won the whole month. <laughs> That's a good one. It's very accurate. <laughs> it is a pretty bitter IPA. Yeah, yeah. I don't like this. It's kinda yeah. East uh, East Coast kind of kind of number. It's really really bitter. Yeah, very almost as bitter as waking up to find your husband with his head blown across your lap. You probably wake up right away because of the gun shot. I would hope so. That is one shitty way to wake up from a nap. Yeah, after she told her mother that you know he was fine. Oh my god, mom. Yeah, they he were drove slow the whole was, time. She was totally just like uh 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 the whole time, and I was, I really don't understand what the fuck this story could have been about. Well, the PTSD thing, I guess, is legit. Well, yeah, the PTSD thing, but like it was, you know, like oh, no one really knew how to deal with it or cared about it back then. Like, ah, oh, whatever, it's not a thing. He's fine. But besides him being just a little bit eccentric, there was no indication that he was going to shoot himself in the head. Just there's none, unless was there and I missed it. No, I don't think so. No, nothing. <laughs> and it just came. It was, just, which I guess was the point. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're just like, oh, you have no idea. Especially back then, when they didn't, they didn't know anything. Like, Emotions you're, are for you're a communists man. and pussies and fairies. Suck up. Yeah, don't be a, don't be a. What do you like your wife? Tuck it back. But stuff I read online about it because I didn't understand at all. It was like he was talking about banana fish because it was back 
he dreamed about when he was a kid, and he was, you know, a more imaginative, happier time before his life was ruined by the war and crippling mental illness. So it's fun to pretend, and then you kill yourself. So it's an all-around uh, downer of a story. Very much. I'm getting a... Uh, I'm not read, I've not read much Salinger, and I'm, I'm not really eager to read much more, but I'm getting a theme of fucked-up people. Like, Holden Caulfield... Well, he was a fucked-up guy, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, he was... I don't know. I don't know what about his biography particularly made him fucked up. I just know him no, as like he an just, eccentric. He was the kind war. of a weirdo. Oh, did he fight? He had his. He had the t- t- written manuscript of uh, uh, Catcher in the Rye inside his jacket on D Day. Oh, on the beaches. Okay, when he stormed yeah, the beach on D Day. So he hadn't been fucked up yet. <laughs> <laughs> what a phony! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he wrote it before he was really fucked up. Yeah. Oh yeah, but but then I guess he might have fought before that. That wasn't the first day of war. Actually, most of those guys, it was their first day. Unless, yeah, if you were already fighting, you were fighting in like the Italian or North African shit, and you were already there. Hmm. Except for that one character in Saving Private Ryan who fought everywhere. Tom Sizemore's character. Oh yeah, he has the cans of dirt. He he scoops up Mm. the dirt and everything. Oh yeah, he's got like Africa dirt and uh, Italy dirt. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you get dirt? How do you get that? And he's already in Normandy. Yeah. No, most, most of the soldiers on D-Day, they were actually fresh 18-year-olds because yep. the commanders really thought, if we put veterans out there, they won't get off the boat because they will know how bad it's going to be. And that we put 18-year-olds, they're just like, this is your duty, go do it. This will be fine. Do it. And that's, that's what they did. The it was jaws mostly, of death. mostly 18-year-olds, yeah. That's that picture of the D-Day little landing boat thingies, the, yeah. the floating dumpsters they came in on. Yeah. Into the jaws of death, or someone there staring into the jaws of death. Is that that picture of like the guys running out? Mm-hmm. It's a very famous image. It's something like that is the name. And then, they, and then they won America. Suck Hoorah! It. But yeah, I, I I get that in his books. Like all the characters are like damaged. Like Holden Caulfield definitely. Go listen to episode one of our podcast, which I haven't actually listened to in about a year and a half. So I don't know what it's like anymore. But deep we, cuts. We definitely mentioned a little bit. Our about audio that. quality is much better now. We should revisit that shitty book at some point, but I just don't want to reread it. I don't either. But he's damaged. Like, there's stuff wrong with Holden. Um, and the only other thing I read was Raise High the Carpenter Beams and Seymour, an introduction. And those characters, like, one of the characters that just killed himself. Like, everybody's, like, fucked up. He was a really nice guy. Wait, Seymour had just killed himself? I'm you mean this Seymour? I don't know if it's this Seymour. I, 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 mean, I read it, it a while ago. It very well might be. Well, it's yeah. definitely related, for sure. But yeah, he was very nice in Field of Dreams, <laughs> which we also read on this podcast. Yeah, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck the book was called. Uh, Shoeless Joe. Right. Shoeless Joe. By uh, Kinsella or something like that was going name? W.P. Kinsella. Hmm. So, uh, and then he got uh, raptured into a ball field. <laughs> well, no one knows what really happened to him, so. He's dead, have... right? Yeah, he, he died. He died of Unless he got raptured into a ball field. That'll do it. All right. Uh, I, I mean, it's an interesting story. It was. It was not. I'm sure terrible. that it would be, I'm sure it would be better if it was like, if I understood it better. There's just you need way too much information to yeah. get it. Uh, yeah, too much I, context about the time. Too much. Uh, yeah, this I bet it, with the whole like PTSD thing. I wonder if there are more uh, hidden kind of clues and shit. So I guess also say. if you read at the time, you wouldn't have acknowledged PTSD as a thing either. So you kind of need to like... People must have acknowledged that I people mean, came back I mean, some people, I guess people that read a lot might have, but most people were like, whatever, stop being a pussy. Yeah. So... You're letting the communists win. So I don't know. All right. That's I don't a, know. Out of time. It's out of time in general. Yeah, I didn't like it. Well, just like everything else I've read by Caulfield, uh, not Caulfield, Salinger, it doesn't hold up. It's kind of like dated and shitty. I didn't like Catcher in the Rye, as you will definitely hear if you listen to I, episode I one. 
Jimmy wasn't even on the podcast when we did that episode. I still episode, hated that book, though. It was episode one. Uh, you liked that book as a kid. Back when you only did one or two beers per episode. We were pussies. <laughs> <laughs> we had pre-TSD. <laughs> From all the drinking we would do. <laughs> I, I wonder if in this short story, I, I wonder if I had read this as a kid, if I would have thought differently about it. If you read it as a kid, you like, definitely like a high picked, you wouldn't have picked up on shit. No, but I might have just been like, whoa, that's crazy. That's cool. I might have been, I might have been impressed by that. I don't know. I was a stupid child. On a superficial level, yeah, I could see that. That's all but I read. Also, it. I only read on a superficial level. I mean, like, yeah, that's why a kid would enjoy it. They're just like, oh, that's interesting, but not because they that's get it. So just metal, like, yeah, that's so that's so Raven. <laughs> <laughs> the suicide solution. Yeah, what's that? A priest song? It's priest, right? I don't know. I forget. That's a priest or maiden or one of those bands. It was one called Suicide Solution, and all the douchey parents in the eighties like, this is bad. We need to stick Tipper Gore on you. That was just pre, it was just pre dashboard. So, uh, suicide is the solution to emo music. So, I, I, as a, young, a shittier reader, I probably would have liked this more, honestly, because now I'm like looking for something and I don't get much. I think Salinger's kind of an overrated dude. I mean, I don't like it. Maybe I just don't always get it. But even if I did get it, I still wouldn't like it very much. Yeah, fine, fuck him. Yeah. All right, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DrunkGuysBC. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at DrunkGuysBookClub. And if you're thinking of putting a bullet through your brain, just uh, drop us a review first, <laughs> wherever you're listening. <laughs> just round up to five stars. Important stuff. It ain't going to cost you anything, and you know, you know, we'll appreciate it even if you won't. It's a no-brainer. We'll remember, <laughs> we'll remember you forever. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.